So the subject is to walk the path. <clears throat> Few things uh, we must mention before we proceed on this that there is no one way to walk this path. And the reason is that it is the path of the infinite. Shurabindu himself says that there are paths which are like artificial canals. You know, enter into one point, you come out at another point. Again, mind has a tendency to create, often we'll read, initiated, so one has started onto the journey. But <clears throat> this path, because it is a path of the infinite, we don't know when the journey really started. Sometimes when we look back, then we discover that, oh, even then, mother was carrying us, but we didn't know. It's a not an uncommon experience with quite a few people. They don't know. They think that from this moment I am starting, but actually the journey has started long back. We begin to become conscious of the journey much later. So there is no particular starting point. Mother goes on to say, my child, we have all met in previous life and we have all resolved before time began for this work. So, who knows for how many lives this preparation has gone on. <clears throat> Similarly, there is no fixed end point because it is divine perfection. So, every stage which otherwise, say in traditional yoga, may be even regarded as an end point. Bhakti or peace or equanimity, samatva, yogi uchyate, many experiences of light, etc. In this yoga, they all become starting point for a next stage. There is no end to the unfolding of the divine. Sometimes when we hear this, we feel frightened. But actually, this is invigorating. Because that means that the joy of the infinite comes to us in countless ways. So much so that a time comes when every small experience of life, the smallest ones, also becomes a catalyst and part of the journey. So it is not like when we are meditating, had this wonderful experience, that is the journey. Every little contact, every little touch becomes <coughs> a means for the divine unfolding. This is so also because in this yoga, every part and plane is touched. It is not enough that there is a fire inside and deep within we feel very good. The smallest detail of life has to be touched by the divine and undergo a change. <clears throat> that is why there are no fixed steps and stages. People often ask this. The mind, it's a play of the mind. So often we'll read some books on yoga, level 1, level 2, level 3, or stage 1, stage 2, stage 3. Why it is not there in Shobindu's yoga like that? Because we are not dealing with finite consciousness. Mind deals like this. But the divine Shakti, when she touches, she touches everything simultaneously. It is like when we take a shower. So, when we take a shower or take a dip inside the Ganges, then it is not like this part or that part. Ultimately, everything is touched. Which will respond first, we do not know. Some part will respond first. That is where the journey starts. And some part will resist. Some part is closed. But the shower has 
touched everything. Some part will react. All kinds of things. But the touch comes to every part. So there is no stages like this where one part of the being goes into this point, that point, that point. It is the infinite Shakti. We read in the morning, she gives us a bath of the Lord. So this is the wideness of this yoga. <clears throat> that is why also we don't have fixed methods and processes. In one of his early writings, uh, Yoga and its Objects, Shubindu says that while there are uh, you know, uh, paths which speak about so much pranayam, so many japas, so much meditation, here we don't have those fixed methods and processes and he uses the word they are artificial methods and processes, more mentalized. Here, it is, we have to give our life to the infinite Shakti. Now what she will do? She will start playing. It's not like when I am all dressed up, ready in white, I will sit for meditation. What happens? Sometimes we are all in very nice white clothes, come in the morning sitting for meditation, but meditation doesn't happen. Isn't it? <clears throat> we think half an hour I have marked myself in the book of God. At other times we are travelling in a train casually and suddenly we enter into a meditative state. See, when she will touch us, when she will draw us inside, we do not know and we should respect that moment. This is not to say that we should not sit for meditation. We will come to that. But we must understand the wideness of this path and the plasticity needed. It's, it makes it so beautiful. Sitting in one's room suddenly one is seized by a state of consciousness where one feels like just sitting quietly and remaining absorbed in her silence. So respect that moment. So this is the broad background and against this we can have few general principles which Shurabindu gave to us. And in these general principles the one common thing which repeatedly he says which he writes as the central secret of this yoga, he says, is to remain psychically open to the mother. So people who read um, the Life Divine and Synthesis, they say yoga is very difficult. Yoga is not difficult. Yoga is very simple. The goal is difficult. They are two different things. Because when we read the Life Divine, we see the entire evolution. It's not necessary. It's not needed that... We should read and understand the life divine. It's not important at all. If we read, it's okay. It's a good thing to read. Because, well, he has written it. Shobindo spent so much time, energy to bring down these beautiful things. But to believe that because I have read the life divine and because I can give lectures on Shobindo's books, therefore I am on the path of yoga, that illusion should not be there. The path of yoga is when we can remain psychically open to the mother. This is the central secret of this sadhana. How to remain open? Each one has his own way. One rule that Sri gave us, again in this yoga, you will not find that there are certain rules in every yoga. Become a vegetarian or do this or do that. No such prescriptions or proscriptions. So what is the rule? There must be some rule. You know, We can't will be disoriented and confused if there is no rule. So, Shubindu gave one simple rule. Very simple, but very difficult to follow. But actually, it's a very simple rule. <clears throat> and he says, one rule I can lay down for you. 
Shubhendu was not very fond of giving rules and regulations because what rules and regulations infinite will give when you discover this whole creation is one. So he says still there is one rule I can lay down for you. Always behave as if the mother is looking at you. As if the mother were always present. Because she is indeed always present. We do not know it. Now this one rule, forget about everything else. If we try to apply from morning till night, mother is present. See how difficult it is, so simple in appearance, so difficult in practice and so transformative in nature because many things will drop off. Mother is present. Can I shout at somebody in presence of mother like that? And can I misbehave? Can I use this beautiful faculty of speech for throwing out vibrations which are harmful? Can I have ill will in my thoughts? Automatically they drop away because mother is present. So, Shubhinda gives this principle. So, psychically open to the mother in many ways. This is one simple way. Second is, <clears throat> when mother was asked, how do I open to you? And the disciple proposed a few things. And mother kept answering. So one, the disciple said, when I read your books, I open to you. Mother said, yes. Good. She said, good. And then says, when we discuss about you, mother says that it is a mixed thing. <laughs> when you discuss, all kinds of things will come. So she was not fond of that kind of discussion. Then when I call your name, when I concentrate on you, yes, very good. When I call your name, mother says, very good. These are very simple things. Yoga is not difficult. Simple thing, calling mother's name, what is there in, I mean, and it's uh, easier to call mother's name than to call, to do japa of any of the mantras, the shortest possible. Even uh, cow knows how to call mother's name. You know, when cows are born, calf is born, what does he call? <clears throat> and we can call in any language. She has not said call me only in Sanskrit or English. You can call ma, ma, mother. It doesn't matter. I, she knows whom you are calling. We can't fool her. She knows. So it doesn't matter. And I am telling you based on real life experiences of number of sadhaks. To call her name is such a simple thing. I was speaking about Odisha, you see many, many persons, Babaji Maharaj used to go and just teach, do japa of mother's name. Two things he used to say, read mother and Shubhinda's books and do japa of their name. It's simple. Now doing this japa, any time we can do it. There is no holy moment, sacred moment, must take bath, must put tilak and do some, wear some nice dhoti. If you like, it's okay. But if you don't like, it's okay. It's not like after bath only I can do. Night you can call, daytime you can call, getting up. You can start like this every day morning. We can start with good morning, mom. How are you? Mom, I love you, mom. That's all. Nothing else. While sleeping one can say. In between one can say. While taking food one can say. While traveling one can say. So many times opportunities will come. In between. <clears throat> so calling the mother's name. Remaining open to the mother. This is a very central thing to this yoga without which, to my understanding, this yoga cannot be done. I don't think this yoga can be done by reading the book and applying it. And Sri also cautioned against it. 
when he was asked that anyways super mind is something which anyone can aspire for he said yes but if you try to do it without the mother it's most people who try it they land up in a horrible copper because it's tremendous that power directly even if it touches it finishes so what the mother does she prepares us gives it according to our readiness receptivity otherwise uh, one can easily lose balance lose mind it's tremendous we we use the word so loosely super mind super mental it's like talking about the sun and even when temperature goes to 40 we know what happens imagine bringing the sun down to earth so it's important to remember this central truth then what do we do outwardly inwardly this is mother's name calling mother's name well we can engage in all the activities there is no bar that you have to do this or do that but it's always good to uh, do some work for the mother especially if it can be done with the right attitude because sometimes we may do work of the mother but with lot of ego inside that i am doing mother's work i am an instrument and there also we are challenged to the limits because in mother's work also there are different people who will look at it differently and it it is an opportunity <laughs> to make us grow but mothers doing mothers work in whatever way uh, i think it's <laughs> one of the most uh, important um, aspects of this yoga so much so that when shirobinda was asked in a letter that x wants to come to you to get some mantra from the mother shobindo wrote back in the letter the mother does not give mantra she gives work why work why work is so important because when we work see when we do just japa inside a part of our being is coming into contact with the divine mother it's wonderful very beautiful but how do i engage the rest of my being with mother it's a yoga of total transformation so when we do the work let's say simple work like typing out something which is there are people who are like self employed they will every week uh, take out a beautiful message and type it and send on email this is so many ways or some people will come to a center and just clean up some will put this also i feel in a center it's it's always good that as many people can be involved in different different works often sometimes we become greedy i'm saying this because i have worked in center so we want to do everything ourselves it's all right but uh, and there are others also who want to participate so it's good to okay this was <coughs> each each was is <coughs> one person's responsibility or cleaning a room so this way what happens is simple work like cleaning the floor what all is engaged the mind is engaged it has to be centered there everything starts with the brain the heart is engaged we have to do it with love the hands are engaged the feet are engaged the eyes are engaged every part of her being is engaged in serving her so then each part begins to receive so work is very important in so much so that uh, if you go to the ashram the most important thing is not how many hours you can meditate <laughs> there is no such compulsory rule only compulsory thing is that 4 to 6 hours of work every day and very often there is no sunday in ashram life this see the ashram life was organized to facilitate yoga 
नंबर वन एज वी सेट सेंटर्ड अराउंड मदर्स मॉर्निंग बालकोनी दर्शन एंड नाइट ऑल्सो देर यूज बी द लास्ट दर्शन सो इट सेंटर्ड अराउंड मदर होल डे एंड सेकेंड इंपॉर्टेंट थिंग विच वॉज इंपॉर्टेंट इन द आश्रम लाइफ स्टिल इज इट इज वर्क इट डज माई इट कैन बी एनी वर्क दे आर डिफरेंट डिपार्टमेंट्स वट डू वी डू नाउ नॉट एवरीवेयर वी विल हैव सेंटर नॉट एवरीवेयर वील हैव ए पॉसिबिलिटी टाइम मे नॉट परमिट इन दैट केस वी अप्लाई रूल नंबर टू फर्स्ट रूल इज रूल नंबर वन वर्क फॉर द मदर सो रूल नंबर टू इज ऑलवेज वेन वी डू द वर्क ऑफर इट टू द मदर रिमेंबर एंड ऑफर इट मे बी एनी वर्क वी मे बी डूइंग इन द कॉर्पोरेट जॉब वेयर यू नो डोंट हैव टाइम टू इवन ब्रीथ सो वट डू वी डू वी ऑफर टू द मदर ऑलवेज वील गेट सम मोमेंट्स एंड मदर्स इज डूरिंग दोज मोमेंट्स जस्ट यूज दैम टू प्रैक्टिस क्वाइट्यूड it's not easy because the atmosphere does not support so there are certain atmospheres which are conducive to the sadhana so our little table we can always make it so beautiful that it facilitates these are all practical things like keeping a picture of the mother why do people keep it because it facilitates this is a very beautiful small little quotation of shirobindo uh, it is enough if you love the mother always think of her often and sit before her photograph and concentrate on her a little spend a little time sitting before a photograph so every kind of contact basically yoga is about union union will start with contact it doesn't matter how which way if there is a photograph we'll look at it it's there right in front if photographs are not allowed keep one in the pocket keep a little thing somewhere it's a ready recorder and time to time because we want to breathe that atmosphere so as often as one can whenever one gets time whether at home or um, otherwise instead of most of the time we end up doing gossip the most dangerous thing in the world and mothers will see in the ashram something written there that uh, do not gossip why do not gossip because one it's a waste of energy second it creates chaos in the world more often than not during gossiping people end up discussing others and usually in an uncharitable way this is the when a and b meet they discuss about c when c and b meet they discuss about a when a and c meet they discuss about b no so it is so harmful but every thought we spread in this atmosphere which is uncharitable about somebody we are actually coming in the way of divine work because divine is working in everyone when we say that somebody is not good you know supposing i you make a nice painting according to our standards or it is still an incomplete painting and someone looks at it and say ah this painting is not good so the comment is on whom on the painting or the painter what are we all but his incomplete painting so when we pass an uncharitable remark about somebody we are actually directly or indirectly passing the comment to the divine divine who is and mother has said shubhinda has said we are transitional beings we are not complete picture we have to wait for the complete picture to emerge so let us wait patiently everybody is trying their best or even if they are not trying their best it is between the divine and that person this 
gossip is a tremendous waste of energy which um, i personally feel say really a, one of the maha mantras of shri bindu do not gossip uh, all kinds of things news politics all this is a waste of time and energy vital expansiveness many things with regard to that then time to time it is good if we can take out some time to sit separately and concentrate in this yoga we don't sit for 2 to 2 and a half hours and concentrate that kind of an extreme concentration which is practiced in some yogas if at all one can concentrate that's a different story but i am not going into that let us say one can sit and concentrate for 2 and a half hours it it leads to a kind of withdrawal from life so in this yoga preferred way is 20 minutes to 30 minutes probably 15 minutes depending on 20 minutes to 30 minutes is an average but three four times a day rather than one solid morning i have done my meditation and it is good to keep some time set some time apart depending upon our own schedule and routine so what do we do during these moments of concentration she says go deep within the heart as deep as we can in the beginning it's difficult by practice it becomes more and more easy there is no way to it except practice to practice to practice <laughs> somebody asked shurbindo that i can't uh, meditate so shurbindo says practice this is yes i am trying hard so shurbindo says practice more practice more and more so every day if we set aside a time and do it regularly there is a facilitation of the process and this going within we can aid by the mother's image by the mother's name then what kind of meditation she has used a very beautiful term self dynamizing meditation so there is a meditation where we just enter into inside in some passive state and that's the end of the story we feel very nice we come out the same unchanged fellow who shouts at the person whom he meets first on the road immediately after meditation comes out and immediately gets angry <laughs> this kind of meditation is all right but it doesn't change much in this whereas this is a yoga of transformation so the mother uses the term self dynamizing meditation so what do we do in this meditation we sit and we aspire and this aspiration can take a form say form of a fire moving up in the beginning it's imagination but she says imagination opens the path or a prayer rising from the heart on a wave of emotion and going to the divine which prayer is the best very simple the prayer that is our prayer which arises genuinely from the heart the divine is bored of standard prayers the moment we probably start she says okay okay i have heard it <laughs> i have heard it i know it but when we pray from the heart because it's our call our need it could be a simple thing like mother change me enough or my want you this is a prayer but supposing we read a standard prayer aditya varnam it's all right it's very good <laughs> sloka but is it our prayer if it is our prayer okay fine but if it is not our prayer 
then it's okay we are reading it but we should know this is all right to uh, commemorate something but this prayer must rise from the heart now in shurabindu's yoga there are some mantras which have been given and very often people pick up one of these mantras the best is mother says that it should arise from within us so at a given point of time when it will happen we do not know but spontaneously we will see sometimes in dreams sometimes even in waking state that we begin to one of the mantra is taken up by our inner being that is the technical word for it but we begin to it becomes our mantra and she says that the same mantra which gives you very nice results for somebody else it may leave him cold as a turkey no effect but it's not something mechanical that i pick up from a textbook and let me do this mantra of course there are universal mantra like as i said mother's name mother's name should not be put as a mantra it is beyond mantras it's something universal it's a call but there are mantras which arise in an individual and during this self dynamizing meditation we can use our mantra to unlock the doors inside for her peace her light her love her grace to descend into our being to change us or simply best possible to give ourselves to her so any of this and we have to go with the spontaneous mood of the moment that's why it cannot be standardized <clears throat> so this every day some work some meditation and some reading why reading because it prepares the ground reading doesn't transform us this we should know there are people who often say that you know i have been reading shurabindo for last 30 40 years but nothing has changed but shurabindo himself said that it is not going to change you if you simply read with the exception of one book and we'll talk about that because they were not written to change us if you read the writings from 1914 to 1919 shubindo himself said that i did not write them for people i wrote them because they were truths they were rushing to express themselves and i had to write it so he expressed it for the joy of expressing it of course when we read it it helps us at some level always it's reading uh, something which has been given by the lord but to expect that if i am just reading it is going to change me or transform me no if at all some readings can help us interestingly it is mother's works strangely very few people read i do not know why maybe it is more fashionable or seems very you know i read the life divine every day sounds very good with mother we will say i am reading volume 1 volume 2 so it's not but mother's work she has said she puts consciousness into it and sometimes just a line it is very powerful has such an impact and as i said with the exception of one book and that one book we all know is savitri mother herself has said shubindo has said savitri is a unique work it does not come into the uh, list of other works savitri is a work which is meant to facilitate the yoga meant to open the doors it's entirely mantric and its very purpose is that mother has gone on to say that if you read savitri she says my child read it every day 
read it with a quiet mind do not try to understand so we should not this when this mind is too active it is uh, it gets lost into the maze of words this expression that expression <coughs> it's not important she says read it with the mind which is quiet do not try to understand read a little at a time maybe few lines a passage a page some people even write it very nice way she says the time spent in its atmosphere is never wasted and then she says if you read savitri every day savitri alone is sufficient to take you to the highest levels of transformation without the need of an external guru or guide savitri becomes the she takes up the yoga now savitri is a wonderful and uh, she has also said read it in the original not not like translations are for our joy so very often people say but i don't understand it doesn't matter we know little bit of english we can read little bit of english what is there it's i must tell you it's a it's a very simple book again and again i am this just read it see how does it start it was the hour before the gods awake what is complicated about it across the path of the divine event the huge foreboding mind of night alone in our unlit temple of eternity lay stressed immobile upon silence march almost one felt opaque impenetrable now don't try to what is mind of night leave it aside read it look you know it creates a mood an atmosphere it's so wonderful to look at it like that let it sink inside in savitri itself it is said as when the mantra sings in yoga's ear like a mantra it sings and does its work <coughs> it's very good to have a little savitri study circle if there are not uh, if one feels like joy of being together sometimes of course one can read alone what is now how to read it very often what intonation what well read it with the heart it will come but if at all we want to know how to read it fortunately we have the direct example i'm sure many of us are aware that mother has read every line of savitri and somebody's brilliant idea most for, most uh, indebted to the person who has recorded it i think everybody must have heard here mother's reading of savitri just hear it it's a marvel you don't need to know what is the rhythm is it iambic pentameter is it free verse poetry let people debate what variety of honey is in the pot for us to drink the honey is what matters so let's have the joy of that savitri i personally feel it's a you know shrivindu gave many boons to mankind many gifts and savitri is his last gift to mankind while he is still in the visible physical body he continues to give boons that's different as mother says uh, you know samadhi you come pray to him he listens to you immediately respond so this is a wonderful gift and i am dwelling on it 
with a little extra time because uh, I see that world over now there is a kind of increasing interest in Savitri. I, I mean, just today I got a WhatsApp message that one Canadian singer who has put uh, Savitri as a middle name, Emily something and in between there is Savitri. And she says based on Shivindu's uh, Savitri and she is singing a song. She has put Savitri in the form of a song. It's okay. It's, it's her way. So, all over the world I see there is an explosion an interest in Savitri and we are so fortunate to have it so near to us. So reading Savitri. Another thing which I feel which is part of the yoga, it's one journey <clears throat> and Shobindu would also speak about it. He spoke of the necessity to return to the place of central influence which was the ashram. So even earlier Shobindu had disciples who were in the ashram and those who were outside Pondicherry. In fact, there were three types of disciples. One who were in Pondicherry, who were part of the ashram. Then there were others who were disciples, but who were not part of the ashram, but they were sustaining themselves. They were very much disciples. Then there were disciples outside Pondicherry. And Shubindu said, my force is not limited to this. But at the same time, he said, you must come back to this place of central influence. And I feel it's important that one point he even goes on to say that the yoga actually begins when you have come here once. And I really believe it. That it's important. Whenever we can, maybe once a year, twice a year, depending on November tour, we are so lucky it's next door. Almost. There is a small little story also about it. It's not just about being at the samadhi and doing pranam. Of course, that is something unparalleled, unreplicable. But you see, there is a story in the Mahabharata that Draupadi, when she goes to meet Krishna, and she says, you know what, I have done hundred Ashwamedh Yagzas. There is a whole background. I am making it brief. So everybody says, How? He says, when we take one step to meet the divine, each step is a equivalent to one Ashwamedh Yagya. I have taken hundred steps. Now think about it this way, that it's not that when I reach the Samadhi and do Pranam. No. The countdown begins from the moment we get the ticket and get into the bus or train of light. Because this body... This body's journey, it has taken a resolve to go and reach and meet. So it begins to start from that moment. So I feel in Shurabindu's yoga, this is part of the yoga. To go from time to time and sit there, take that nectar, give to Shurabindu, tell him whatever we have to say directly, we have a chance, not just inwardly. How beautifully, there is a nice book, Blessing, Benedictions of the Grace. How Mother says that, you know, just you, he is now accessible to all. All you need is to go and tell, sit at the Samadhi and tell him your problems and he hears and gives an instant answer. And it's the experience of countless many persons. So these are some of the, and slowly if we engage into it, we begin to discover that 
every experience of life begins to take a yogic turn get starts getting knit into the process of sadhana so we have the aspiration then what do we do about rejection many things are there in nature which we have to leave aside so mother gives us a simple process she will use the word rejection is very difficult it's not easy there are many things in nature which we become so badly bound to so mother said my child yes rejection is there but a better process is offering she herself has made it clear <laughs> she knew my children will not be able to do it easily it requires tremendous inner strength shubhendra wrote it because he is a mahatapasvi he could reject the thoughts and fling them aside <laughs> but mother knows us so she made the rule very simple what is the rule offer offer what she offer your thoughts as they come mother i have bad thoughts doesn't matter mother why am i having bad thoughts in front of you my child so that you can offer them and they can change so simple bad thoughts bad feelings not the word bad is not a really a good word <laughs> bad word is a bad word but thoughts which are not helpful to yoga here bad and good has only one connotation thoughts actions feelings which are not conducive to the goal that has been opened before us so what do we do with these things they are part of nature we don't accept them as if you know they are never going to change we have to offer them and offer them with a will for transformation how long it will take let it take as long as it takes certain things get cleared very fast from nature certain things take some time certain parts will resist obstinately they are the last strongholds of resistance and when they do not yield we should also refuse to yield to their not yielding few things which are very important to avoid which some people get caught into because you know they put the cart before the horse so they start you know with the idea that oh this yoga is yoga of transformation so i'll get transformed supramental transformation then every year one looks at the body that is it getting transformed some golden light probably that's not how it is is putting the cart before the horse Shivendra made it very clear. Do not keep such a egoistic goal. It will lead to vanity. So, what is the goal of yoga? The goal of yoga, Shivendra's letter, is not to become superman or supramental being. That is not the goal. That he has revealed will happen as an incident. So, what is the goal? The goal is to live in the divine, to live for the divine. The goal is to lose the ego. in the divine consciousness the rest is a consequence so again we should move in towards that and it's a long journey so again she says because it's a long journey <clears throat> we must carry certain things equipment with us for the long journey you know if i have to travel to mount everest i must equip myself you know when astronaut first astronaut of india went in space wing commander rakesh sharma you know you know how many six months he underwent training of all kinds in institute of space medicine so it's not that he said okay i have to be an astronaut so now onwards 
I'll just put it, I am astronauts when so and start, no. So there, is, there are many things which are needed as preparation for yoga. Otherwise, uh, we will go up to a point and begin to pant. It's not easy to climb Mount Everest. Very good to see its picture and say, ah, breathtaking vision. But we begin to pant. So she speaks about certain preliminary preparations. These preparations go hand in hand. One of them is simply, she says, become conscious. Whatever we do, we should be conscious. To start with, we should do it with a mental honesty. Not put a cover. For instance, sometimes we have an ambition and we put it under a most dangerous cover. I am doing mother's work. It can be very dangerous. Good to say I am ambitious. If there is ambition. I am not saying that everybody is doing mother's work with ambition. But sometimes it can take that form. I am taking an extreme example. I am mother's instrument. Dangerous. You know what Krishna tells Arjuna? Arjuna, you want to be fine. I am giving you a chance. If not, <laughs> there are many. <laughs> I'll create. I have created you. There are many. So this illusion that I am indispensable. I am mother's instrument. I am doing mother's work. Anything that feeds the ego. So we should be so careful. Not to justify things under the name of sadhana. Sometimes people justify all kinds of things. She is my Shakti, my soulmate. Very dangerous. Shakti is only one. <laughs> it's alright to know that, well, I am fond of somebody or, you know, this person is very nice, um, reminds me of mother. All that is fine, but don't mix up. There is no, you know, she is the divine mother. She is the Shakti. So, why I am saying, you know, it may sound very strange, but there are people like Dilip Kumar Roy. So much love, he went away. Thinking that Indra Devi is his Shakti. And what happened after that, you know, what a crash. So we should be so careful because many things come in this yoga. Which in the beginning we don't know because human nature is full of many things which remain hidden. And under the pressure of the Shakti, there is a bursting open. So we should be very careful, vigilant. That is the word mother uses. And this vigilance means two things. One is to be conscious of what is happening inside, not to justify. Oh, I get angry because so and so. Now the moment we say because, I have lost. Sadak is not meant you know, because who is the loser if I get angry? <laughs> I am the loser. Nobody else. There are so many beautiful examples. Nolnida when somebody stopped him and started insulting him. He stood 10-15 minutes. The other person kept insulting. Then after that, Nalnida said, Is it over? <laughs> and just walked away. <laughs> Is it over? Can I go now? So, it's an opportunity to progress. Vigilance means to use everything as an opportunity to progress. So, when somebody insults me, it's an opportunity for me. So, I must thank that fellow. Thank you so much. <clears throat> you gave me an opportunity to progress. What happens to you is not my business. It is somebody else's concern. If somebody speaks ill, points a finger, criticizes, condemns, alright. Thank you, sir. Maybe there is some truth in it. I look into it. If there is no truth in it, I just offer it to mother and walk the way. So, everything becomes a opportunity. So, mother speaks of 
equipping oneself. You know these twelve petals of the mother. We spoke about these four and center and the four great powers, recreating the mother symbol. So to complete it, there are the twelve qualities. What are these twelve qualities? There are eight attitudes we need to have toward the divine, and four attitudes towards humanity. Equanimity is a key practice. Simple thing like weather, people, food, it disturbs us. So equanimity, endurance, opportunity in life. Life will give us enough opportunity to practice endurance. Flights get delayed, trains get cancelled. There is heavy downpour. All these are what they are. <coughs> they are all means for yoga. Give you a simple example how yoga takes place. I'm sure all of us have experienced this, but just uh, the latest one. You know, in um, in Chennai, I'm, while I'm checking in at the airport for Coimbatore, so this lady spied. She says, "Sir, would you uh, we can upgrade your flight?" So I say, "I don't need it." She says, "No, sir, it's only six hundred rupees." I said, "Yeah, I know. I don't need it." So again, she insisted. I said, "See, child. I mean, young girl, maybe what? As a child, see, uh, you know, it's a short flight. I don't really need." She started saying more leg space, and I said, I, "I'm aware of this, but you know, I don't. I don't need it. It's okay." So when uh, when I insisted so much, then probably she reacted. So what did she do next? She checked my first baggage, which is 14 kilo, which is within the limits. Now throughout my journey, nobody asked to check my other baggage, the <laughs> the carry-on. She said, "Next, when she knew that I am not accepting it, she said, 'Sir, uh, I would like to know the weight of this baggage.' Rather rude. I said, 'Doesn't matter. <laughs> This is an opportunity for me.' <laughs> I said, 'Okay, child, you can take it. So it's one kilo more, sir. It is eight kgs. I said, 'Very simple. I'll take out something. Somebody has given me a gift.'" And if you like, you can take it. I took out a sheet, kept it aside. Seven kilos. So <laughs> she didn't know what to react. She said, "Okay, okay, okay." Then she she probably somewhere realized that you know she is going overboard. Now it's an opportunity. I thank mother that you made me conscious. Otherwise, I could have reacted. Look, you know, just because I didn't accept upgradation, you are behaving like this, and I'll complain this that. It's not important. If she continues this way, she'll have her issues with somebody else. Will surely come. What forces do not spare you. But for me, it's an opportunity that uh, how I respond is within me. So, like that, we get countless opportunities throughout the day to practice equanimity, endurance. and a central thing from which actually the yoga starts it's faith she says don't start the yoga if this fundamental thing is missing and we take it in a very simple way supposing there is a baby how does a baby go with the mother father they carry the baby what is there <laughs> it is the trust that my mom whatever <laughs> she will do she will do good for me this is a basic fundamental trust you know that another i saw this example again at the airport i don't know which one probably bhuvneshwar so i saw a baby which was playing in the 
got in a playful mood and was straying into an area where you're not supposed to go and this mother is telling the child to come and come the child is not coming is playing it's a very interesting sight that look how you know and for some time she played the mother played and then she's trying to cajole saying no no come 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 child is not coming so after some time she knows now you know she has to take the flight what does she do you see it reveals something about yoga everything is a revelation of the divine mother so then she went picked up the child took into now before that yes something interesting was happening she would start walking away now this the child knows that i cannot live without my mama so he threw up a tantrum Ooh, and you know she poor lady because it's airport she comes back <laughs> then finally she picks up the child and he is touching the arms here there after few seconds the child is quiet in the mother's lap you know this this is the approach that ultimately whatever may happen she is there the child knew that she is not going to leave me and go away calls her and eventually ultimately where does he find solace in mother's lap sometimes you know small babies can teach us so much so i learned this from a very small child i think 4 year old my friend's daughter and he wanted to go to matri mandir and i said so they were because you can't take the child I, the child knows me very well i said don't worry i'll take care okay so i went to matri mandir and he went inside with his wife and this baby is with me so after 5 minutes playfulness mama now you know <laughs> what do i do so i say yeah mama will come again 5 minute mama now this 5 minutes is getting 3 minutes 2 minutes then mama this and what do i do i took the child in the car took nearby bought certain thing mama mama and by the time they came back she was howling i was feeling so pain that what a criminal thing i felt like a criminal and i said my god come back fast then they came back the moment she saw from far and i was also waiting i said see mama is coming quiet smiling goes into mama's lap and looks at me and gives a nice smile so i said i am going to rename your daughter today as guru and why so she taught me the lesson of life <laughs> play in the world play with the world but remember don't let off the mother <laughs> just let her hold you always <laughs> i said this four years hence forward forward i call her guru i said you have taught me something which i intellectually knew and inwardly knew but this is something in real experience <laughs> how we should never forget so this is the way this yoga proceeds in many many ways these 12 qualities when we reproduce inside and there's many ways of doing it put it on a uh, few of the writings they're worth putting and reading and remembering the 12 qualities so we can practice each month i want this quality to practice then read about it think about it contemplate about it meditate on it use every opportunity to embody that quality inside gratitude for example toward the divine every day morning we normally give gratitude when when something we like that happens how do we know that may not necessarily be mother's doing if i get a big lottery ah yeah, mother i am so grateful no that may be the devil's doing we don't know 
whereas something which was taken away from us that may be mother's doing she she plays no so we don't know but gratitude is something spontaneous divine exist morning we get up ma i am so grateful to you you are there that's all i woke up from my sleep many people don't wake up <laughs> of course we don't know which is better fate <laughs> you know how socrates said no when he was being sent to the hemlock his last speech so at the end of the speech he said so i am going to hates and you are going to live here but i don't know which is better fate typical socrates style <laughs> so we don't know some people are very afraid what if i sleep and don't wake up i say so how do you know that you won't have better fate you may enjoy some nice dream something like that dream unto dream and to dream to lie what is there so when we wake up mother i am so grateful to you time to time for this day for this blessing for this moment just for being there so these are the things which we have to go on and not practicing mechanically with a goal in view when we put a goal in view monitor ourselves then it dangerous just for the joy of breathing the divine what greater joy can there be it's not that how much i have progressed the best is to forget oneself one's own progress mother has spoken this that this desire this monitoring how much i have progressed she knows what is progress after all progress is to give ourselves to the divine so all that we need to see what i have not yet given to the divine that is meaningful maybe every breath i have not given every heartbeat i have not given every thought i have not given and so therefore try to give that give that till finally hopefully when the time comes we can tell that fellow who comes in what buffalo or mercedes benz he must be also upgraded himself <laughs> buffalo is old days <laughs> now he may be coming in mercedes benz <laughs> you can tell that fellow ki look you know i don't owe anything to you my life belongs to mother i have given myself to mother you are at a wrong house please knock the right door <laughs> that's what yoga is about and that delight what is the end point in the morning you are reading about vedas what is the end point of that existence delight of the divine delight of being conscious of the divine delight of living in the divine and the mother says that surpasses everything surpasses joy surpasses creation surpasses everything delight of being with the divine the delight of living with the divine so we'll stop here if there is any question we can take up now or maybe the next session after a 10 minutes break